Welcome to the RBL podcast aimed to encourage and uplift women of all ages through real stories, testimonies, and experiences in Christ. We'll dive into a variety of different topics pertaining to women, and trust me, no topic is off limits. I'm your host, Mercedes, and if you're ready to be inspired and encouraged, this podcast is for you. Hey, hey, RBL community. In part one of this series, we talked about how purity is just as much the inner being as it is the outer, and the right motives for purity, and why as women and girls desiring to honor God, purity is still something we should pursue regardless of our history and society's cues. So to conclude this series, I have a guest here with me today with whom you may be familiar with if you've listened to our Quality Friendships episode. So welcome back, my dear friend Mimi. Hi, hello. Thanks for having me again. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay, so Mimi, um, of course, we know that in this portion of this series, we'll be discussing a topic that is sometimes uncomfortable, and that is lust. Mm -hmm. But we're also going to discuss temptations and pornography, you know, the whole nine yards, because I think sometimes this can be a hidden battle amongst women and young girls alike. So even though we do assume that it's only a guy's issue. Yeah, 100%. I think this affects women just as much well maybe not just as much but definitely um more and more um we hear it all the time and i think because of its hidden nature Mm -hmm. it's very hard to see it on a person um but it's definitely something we we all need to overcome if we are currently going through it and if we've gone through it it's so important to share it as well because there's so many other people who just need that encouragement and that example yeah basically definitely right and i'm just grateful first off for your willingness to just be here and you know just open um on this topic and again i know some might be currently battling with this topic um and they can almost feel as if they're alone but of course they're not right Mm -hmm. there's hope for everyone to overcome so with that being said why don't you start us off by telling us a little bit about your experience? Um, like roughly, when did this first begin? Um, sadly, it's, it started a bit too early, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say I was about 11 when I watched my first pornographic whatever, not movie, but you get, you know, yeah. um, And I can't even say I stumbled over it because then we had internet, had laptops, you know, your personal computers. And um, I went looking for it, you know. Mm -hmm. But now that I think about it, I think maybe previously, like in the younger years, um, because you don't just wake up and then type porn, right? Right, right. So your seeds were probably planted, you know, just from the shows your your maybe family's even watching in the room and you know, Mm. you see certain content, um, being exposed to maybe just even different things in school and conversations that might have been, you know, had within friends. And those seeds were just kinda like dropped here and there and then eventually, um, yeah, when I was eleven, I went looking for it and that was a door that who knew once opened would be the would be so hard mm. to shut and will actually just like wreck you really. right right um yeah so that's that's pretty when i think about it that's when it started and it was just um 
it was just a battle from then on basically mm-hmm. yeah how many years do you think um just an overview from that first exposure right how many years do you think that this went on for mm. well i mean up until i was saved mm-hmm. like i got saved when i was 19 and thankfully when i got saved i never watched pornography anymore mm-hmm. but then there's that lingering um um the lingering effects of porno- of pornography right. because you know when they say you i can't unsee that thing yeah, yeah legit like you can't unsee it it constantly haunts you like now you're saved you know you want to serve god and you're doing your robobos and images <laughs> and thoughts come into your head yeah. and it's like you know it it does like you, you have to fight through that right um so i I would say definitely from when I was 11 all the way through till I was saved and then there was the aftermath of that in my salvation and just you know now it's just like lust you know that I'm dealing with right um, right yeah okay so let's backtrack just a little bit okay mm-hmm. so here you are I mean even though you say 11 years old it's crazy because I think like even in today's society kids even younger than that now 100%. are being exposed to that 100%. you know and it's crazy because we do live in a very sexualized world mm-hmm. right now but i think about even like when i was a kid and stuff right and you're right about when you mentioned conversations because it's crazy that even as young as we were mm-hmm. we would be talking about things that i'm thinking why were we having these kind of conversations yeah. you know yeah. it's like you're playing with dolls but your dolls are having relationships mm-hmm. and it's like aren't you like 10 <laughs> but you know what i was thinking about it the other day so i loved powerpuff girls right. growing up and i just think about some of the scenes that it would have mm. and they will some so they will romanticize or you know just kind of like yes. play around with like oh you, you know the girls went to school and you know um we, i don't remember what the episode was but basically they were they had the ki- they were kissing um I don't know who it was, but then they basically went to school and then um, they were kissing someone or whatever the case might be. And I was going all around school. I pro- I'm probably butchering this, but I'm thinking <laughs> about that now. And yeah. I was probably like five or whatever the case might right. be watching that in cartoons, thinking it's okay. Right. Then you go to school. I'm not saying I was kissing boys at five <laughs> or anything, but then maybe, I don't know. I don't remember what I was doing at five necessarily, right. but then that just like opens the door. You know, now you're trying things out because you're seeing these things Definitely. and yeah. you're, yeah, was 11 when that happened now 11 year olds have phones Mm. 11 year olds have smartphones not nokia's or whatever yeah they have smartphones tablets they have tablets they have apps instagram like instagram is porn for free let's Mm -hmm. be real you know so they're being exposed to all of this so much younger yeah and it's crazy because like even as you mentioned like the powerpuff girls Mm -hmm. i was literally thinking prior to um us meeting for this that you know a lot of these quote-unquote innocent like mm-hmm. cartoons mm-hmm. and like songs that we grew up listening a lot of them had hidden messages 100%. you know Disney. and a lot of, oh 100 <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. Disney is like totally canceled yeah um but even i was thinking to myself i had a doll and this doll could sing a song and it was i'm a barbie girl mm-hmm. and then <laughs> after i got saved and you know i'm i was thinking back one day i'm like wow, that song was very inappropriate for a Mm, child, you know? But as a child, you're not thinking that. It's a good beat, you know? And it's like, oh, you have this pretty doll and Mm -hmm. it can sing and what's the big deal, you know? And they they almost like paint it in a way where it's like, this is kid-friendly. But there's a hidden agenda there, you know? Honestly, like 
I don't want to take us too far off, but I, yeah. even just remembering Disney, like Cinderella and all the princesses, think about how on the unrealistic expectations it placed on little girls and boys when it comes yeah. to r- romantic relationships. And even more so now, I mean, Hollywood has taken that by far with their rom-coms, which I'm sure like basically <laughs> it's just destroyed our view of sex of relationships of right. the opposite of you know the opposite sex and how we relate to them right, right. um but i I'm, that's i guess a different topic for a different yeah. day but yeah yeah and so even as you mentioned that right mm-hmm. so yes you're definitely right that it does really have an impact right in terms of like for the child but i would say even pornography as well right can also even for the adults or even the child that is exposed to it there's also that distorted view that can come right along when it comes to you know like you said like the opposite sex right um and even sometimes yourself right Mm -hmm. and sometimes even god so in your own exposure right in your experience how did it impact your view in different areas of your life um i i would say it definitely gave me a warped perspective idea of of sex Mm. um when i was in the world obviously god created sex and he created it to be enjoyed in the confines of marriage but now i've degraded the value of this beautiful thing that god has created and Mm. it's kind of like hey yeah if you do it now who cares if you do it when you're married who cares whatever the case might be um and then in the long run now you know i'm saved and now you're you're (laughs) now you're fantasizing like okay well now i'm married or whatever the case might might be um um, and you're and you're fantasizing about sex within marriage, but it's just like it warps your even your idea of marriage because mm. now you're thinking, well, I'm just gonna get married and have sex all the time. It's like, no, you're not. I think any any married person will agree to the fact that yes, sex is enjoyed in marriage, but it's not all of marriage. Right, it's right. not all of marriage. Um, but I would that's one thing I can definitely. I can definitely pinpoint right now. Right. Um, it's just how we affected my view of sex. Because I think whatever it is that God has created, we want to have a godly perspective on it. Right. God, you created this. What do you how do you want us to to function within this? You mm-hmm. know? And the devil's plan is to always just just create havoc or create chaos or create put put his lies on it, whatever the case might be. Yeah. So I think even now part of the healing process is god what is your perspective on sex you mm-hmm. know yes it's enjoy it's to be enjoying the confines of my but even so much more there's so much more to it right right um but yeah i think that's the first thing that comes to mind yeah definitely what about in terms of even yourself like because i know that with anything dealing with you know temptation or pornography or lust a lot of times that you'll hear people like maybe say things like you know there was a lot of shame there's a lot of guilt you know what i mean did that was that ever something that maybe occurred in your life as well did you experience that and would you say that you know your exposure in this area impacted um these areas as well shame guilt and condemnation Mm. definitely big highlights right um i think i don't know if i heard it somewhere but it's like in the world you realize that porn is wrong you know mm. uh, well i mean at least there's there's yeah you have some sort of revelation i think that mm. you know like you know yeah this is wrong but when you become a christian and you're saved now you realize that this is going to kill me 
you know, so I need to run from this. Yeah. You know, this is going to actually like lead to my spiritual death. Um, And condemnation is just that one area, especially because it's such a hidden sin. Um, I definitely felt a lot of condemnation. You first of all, you you keep getting these ideas and these thoughts or whatever the case may be. Um, And then you, you know, you get ready, you come to church, you know, you'd want to be this person, but then you keep being attacked, like, you know, just like lies from the enemy, like, Mm. oh, but this is what's going on in your head and whatever the case Mm. might be. And the hidden nature of the sin um, it, it makes you condemn yourself, mm. you know, it's like now you can't, you, you're dealing with this, you know, you're in bondage to it. You don't feel like you can be free from it. You know, you, you go three days, three months free or feeling like you're, you're in a good place, you're in a better place. And then all of a sudden you, you, it just keeps going on and on and on and on right. again. Um, so I'll definitely say condemnation was one thing that mm. I definitely struggled with. When do you think you realized that this was actually becoming an issue, you know, because sometimes like with anything, you know, we can be going through some things, right? But it's almost like, okay, this has happened. You kind of maybe brush it off and then maybe it occurs again and then you brush it off. But then there's a reoccurrence again and again and now you're starting to realize patterns, you know? Mm -hmm. So for you, just in terms of even just the area of like, you know, the aftermath of dealing with lust, right? What would you say was the point where you realized that, oh my goodness, like this is actually an issue in my life? So I'll say um, I was constantly just being um, condemned. Um, I felt very defeated. I had mind hassles. Um, There's a lack of growth in my Christianity and Mm -hmm. I wasn't being used to my full potential, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, you, you, you want to grow in Christ, you get saved, you know, you're like a spiritual infant, you become a spiritual child and whatever the case might be. Um, And and just like a child, there's a natural progression of growth that occurs in a Christian, but now you're, you're stunted, your growth is stunted because you haven't dealt with this issue. And that's because, you know, of the, the lies of the enemy, that's part of the mind hassles that you're having now you're not worth it you're not good enough you're dealing with this sin you can't be used for the glory of god god wants the person who's pure god wants a person who's clean who's perfect now you're comparing yourself to other people whatever the case might be but it's like it's it's now a hindrance it's like it's almost like it's it's yeah it's it's disabling if anything Mm. where you're not being used to the full potentials that god you're able to be used to right right um so i will definitely say that when i started realizing that i i'm just not growing i'm not moving forward i'm it's it's reoccurring it's repeating itself again and again there's there's almost like a limitation to how you know you go a couple of months say three months or so um and then you're good and then all of a sudden the thoughts come back or you know you're you fall into something again it's the repetitiveness of it all was just like i I can't deal with this Mm. i can't you know i need i need a solution once you know like a once and for all solution if anything right okay so now you've come to that place where it's like okay yeah i no, this is bondage mm-hmm. now, right? And so, like you mentioned, there's, like, mind hassles and stuff, right? So, would you say that, like, when did you come to a point where it's, like, okay, I'm, yes, you've come to a point where it's, like, okay, this is an issue now. When would you say that you started um, maybe even seeking out, like, accountability? Or what were some of the steps you took, basically, to overcome this area of your life? Mm-hmm. Um 
Definitely confession. Mm. Um, I had to confess. I had to find accountability. I think the so prior to that, I was I was going through a rot where I was just pretty much hanging by a thread. Mm. I was coming to church, but you could almost even tell maybe from the I just was not really invested anymore. I just didn't. I was just like because I was I was I was I was being beaten up basically. The devil was beating me up and he was winning. Mm. <laughs> um, and I I was just like I can't do this anymore. And I remember so well. I left work and I'm like, the Holy Spirit was like, you're not going home. You're, I, I, thankfully I was developing a relationship with another sister, an older saint in the church. Um, and I literally just text her and I'm like, I'm coming over to your house. I need to talk. I pull up to her house. I'm in my car and I'm literally bawling out in tears because, and the, it was just like, I'm just like, I'm tired. I was so exhausted. I was so mm. tired. And the problem is because I was doing it by myself, first of all. I was trying mm. to do it with my own strength and whatever the case might be. Right. Um, and, and you know, I, I had to confess. I had to let someone else know about this thing because the Bible does say, you know, when you confess your sins, then you, you can get healing. Right, right. Because, because it's so hitting you you're being condemned by the enemy now the enemy makes you feel like you're the only one who is dealing with lust right. you're the only one who's being defiled by this thing and is still you know like struggling with this um so so that that was that was part of it um so i'm basically talking to this person this sister i'm telling her this is what has been going on and it, it's it's and it's so amazing if when you when you open up to someone about something you're dealing with and the grace that you get to experience mm. it's almost like the grace of god you're experiencing right. because their reaction is not like mm. <laughs> so right, like right. That. you know it's just kind of like and it's like well we need a plan you know we right. need to overcome this you need to pray about this you need to fast about this you know um um, and then now they, 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 they've become my accountability. You know, they're mm. checking up on me. How are you doing in this area? Um, you know, what's going on? This and that. Um, and, and I needed to understand the grace of God. Oh, my goodness. Like, that is one thing that I, I still hold on to now because I didn't understand the grace of God. And I actually realized that a lot of Christians don't understand the grace of God. That's right. Yeah. It's either we're one abusing it or... But when you, when you have a healthy understanding of the grace of God, you want, you realize you can't do it by yourself. Yeah. God didn't make you or have you, he didn't have you surrender your life to him so that you then deal with this thing that is, is, is disrupting your life by yourself. Like, right, no, right. you know, that's, that's not what it was. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely say it was definitely at that point when it was just, I can't do this by myself anymore. That's when I knew I need help. And I, I ran, <laughs> I ran for that help. Yeah. yeah, I love that though. And you know, just the fact that here you are, and you know, you're you're realizing that okay, not only is this an issue, but like you said, I can't do this alone anymore, right? And I think, and as you've mentioned, right, I think sometimes like in this area of sin, right, in anything really, mm-hmm. right, a lot of times we almost think because the enemy loves to you know isolate us and yeah, make us isolation. think the wrong thoughts yeah. right and we start to believe that i'm the only one mm-hmm. and if i tell somebody about this right if i open up about this area they're gonna look at me differently mm-hmm. you know they're going to 
condemn me even more they're gonna be like oh what kind of christian are you you know disgusting whatever the case may be and it's crazy because like when we do take that leap of faith and do find someone that we can open up to and actually you know like confess whatever it is that we're dealing with we realize that like all of that was in our heads you Mm -hmm. know and just like you said we experience the grace right like of god as well i mean if you do open up to someone and they do <laughs> condemn you, that wasn't the right person yeah. anyways, you know? But yeah. you can always find someone who won't, right? Yeah. And will encourage you, will keep you accountable in these areas because that's what we're here for, right? That's why it's important to be a part of a body of Christ, right? Because we can't do this alone. Yeah. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's it's crazy because even when you think of when, you know, like there's a sermon or something about lust or pornography or whatever the case might be, right. it's like the altar call comes and it's kind of like creepings, you right. know, it's kind of like your, your, your heart is, it's weighing heavy on your heart, but it's just like, and you know, I actually had one of those moments where I think there was a sermon preached on lust or whatever the case might be, and I was just like, screw it. I need deliverance. Mm. And I, like, literally, it was like, oh, who's going to, you know, bow your heads, da-da-da-da-da, you know, come to the altar. And I didn't even look left, right, center. I got up from my seat and I ran to the altar. Because that's the level of desperation I had. Like, I really, 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 I was like, I'm so done with this. I'm I'm so tired. And I love that you brought up faith because it definitely takes faith as little as a mustard seed, you know, to just be like, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you in this area. I need this. And you said I should do this. Like, literally, your word says I should I should share this. I should confess this. Yeah. So I'm going to do it, and I'm going to trust you with that. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I love that, you know, here, <laughs> I just envisioned that in my head. Yeah. You running to the altar, yeah. you know? And that's, that's what it is, right? Like, when we're desperate for God, we have to find our way back to yeah. God, you know? And I think what condemnation does, right, in any, again, with any sin what it does is basically it makes us feel like we can't even come to God, mm-hmm. you know? And that's that's not true. We can. Like, we almost think that, like, oh, God's looking at me like I'm dirty, I'm filthy, yeah. you know? Like, I explained in part one of my own story as well, right? Like, when I had, you know, I fornicated, basically, right? It was, like, this sense of same thing, you know? Like, even though it was a decision, it was still, like, a shame that came over me, right? And I realized that, like, even when I came to Christ, right, same thing, like, here, here's this thought, like, God's not going to forgive me, you know? Mm-hmm. I've messed up, I've messed up, I've messed up, you know? And that was not the wrong, th- sorry, that was the wrong view of God, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. same thing, like, when, and again, sin just destroys and it brings about, like, just the wrong view of it ourselves, distorts, of yeah. God, of, yeah. like, everyone around us right and it's like this is why the bible talks about renewing our mind right and so when we come to christ our minds are being able are able to be renewed right and we can finally see god for who he is that he's not like up there looking at us waiting to condemn us for crying out loud he sent jesus you know what i mean and so if he was ready to just condemn us there would be no need for jesus christ to come and die on the cross in the first place right but no he he allow jesus to die on the cross to help us to break free from that sin right that kept us in bondage and so we can understand that whatever sin it is in our lives right and if even if this is um you know the sin that you're dealing with right in your christianity that there's hope Mm -hmm. you know and you don't have to feel like 
oh, it's over for me, you know, I can't be used. You can be, but like you said, you have to come to a place where it's like, I'm tired of letting the enemy win and I'm done. He's not going to win anymore. And God, you know, I'm bringing this to you. And I know that as I'm stepping out into faith, right, and I'm bringing this to you, you're going to deliver me, right? And deliverance does happen, right? Like, you're living testimony of that as well, right? So... I don't even know, but just from what you were saying, I just had this image of Adam and Eve and when they had sinned, now they're hiding from God. Right. And I almost just, it just played back. I'm like, wow, it's so true. Like, it's almost like I'm hiding from God. Like, I have this sin and it's, it's killing me. Yeah. And I'm hiding from him, but he's the one who's going to set me free. Right. He's the one who's going to help me. Why am I hiding? Yeah. But it's the shame and it's the condemnation. But God is just saying, no, I'm right here. Because when you think about it, if you have a sin that you so desperately want to get over or overcome, that is a sign that you love God and you want to be right yeah. in his image. Because when, you, when you're more so like, oh, I don't care, I don't care about this anymore, then that's probably when you're pretty far away. Yeah. But when there's that longing, like, I'm struggling, I really need help, you know, I'm up and I'm down, then that means you you do want to get yeah. free, you know? And that means that that's God drawing near to you. That's like godly sorrow, like, you know? Yeah. Um, um, evident in your life so it's like don't hide from god he wants to help you and he's giving us everything thank you god that we need to overcome it hey rbl community please remember to follow this podcast and follow us on instagram to never miss out on any updates and now back to the episode what were some of the steps that you took in order to kind of like because of course yes god does his part in deliverance right But we also have to walk in dominion as well, Mm -hmm. right? And so part of walking in that dominion is getting rid of certain things, right? Um, Abstaining from certain things. You already had the accountability instilled in your life. So how would you, if there's anything else you want to add to that, like how would you say that you really incorporated just guarding your heart, right? Especially in this world that is so filled with temptation everywhere you look. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely consistency in prayer and reading mm. um, just constantly challenging myself like I was saying about grace like I realized that I didn't understand grace right. so I took it upon myself to study about grace to understand grace so that I could actually live apply that to my walk with Christ um, so yes praying you know reading daily because we need that as Christians um, and then I would say I I had to come up with a plan, you know, when this temptation came about, what was I going to do? Mm. Um, And part of that plan was, was alongside with reading and praying is having, having the scripture, having scripture to run to that was in my arsenal that I could use, you know, because when you think about it, when you're in war, you go out to war, you're a soldier, you have your general, whatever the case might be, your general, you're, when your enemy's attacking you, you're not sitting around like, oh, well, you know, here comes the enemy or whatever the case might be. No, there are plans in place prior to when you've gone to the battlefield that prepare you to be able to strike when the enemy strikes. So I had to pretty much like re- re- rewire my thinking, you know. So if when the, these thoughts come to my mind, when the lies of the enemy comes to my mind, what are the truths that I'm going to repeat to myself mm-hmm. you, um, um, about about God or about this situation, like in Psalms one, um, 
119. Yes. Um, you know, it talks about how, how, how a young man keeps his, his way pure. Mm-hmm. And he does that by living according to the word of God. You know, in verse 11, it says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Right. That is the power of the word of God. You know, that is part of the arsenal, part of the weapons that we have to overcome temptation. Mm-hmm. So having the, you know, the word of God, um, in preparation before that comes about, um, also, you know, having prayer points or whatever the case may be, like we've talked about also having accountability, um, and then just not surrounding myself, like cutting out TV shows, you know, movies, like honestly, you've said it, the world is so hyper-sexualized at this point. Yes, it's yes. everywhere. You go on YouTube and it's in the ads before you watch whatever sermon or whatever the case, whatever it is that you're watching, yeah. a cooking video, whatever the case might be. It's everywhere. Yeah. So it's just putting those guardrails up. Like, I'm not going to watch these TV shows. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to um, watch these movies. I'm not going to listen to this music. And it might be even as extreme as I'm moving out. Mm. I had to do that because I've, I've said this many times now. There's a difference between waking up and hearing someone listening to worship music or praying in tongues or waking up and being being wake what's the word woken being up. woken up um to circular music or a circular yeah. tv show and and i had to get away from that really mm. like you know we love our family you know but then the case is you need to want victory in your salvation more right you know yeah. and you're gonna it might it might come with a cost you might be paying more rent or you might just be in not the most ideal situation whatever the case might be but heck i i couldn't be in that environment anymore i needed community i needed to be surrounded with the people of god i needed to be in my heck when church is open i'm there when church is not even open i'm there i'm watching practice but i'm surrounding <laughs> myself with people who are like-minded with people yeah. of god with people who i could who are examples to to me right um so i, I would say those are a couple of things that i had to do um um to gain that that victory basically mm, and yeah and you know what sometimes we we need to take drastic measures right um, like the saying goes, I think drastic times cause call Calls. for <laughs> yeah. drastic measures. Yeah. 100%, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And I, I agree with you, right? Like, even if it's a matter of like getting out of an environment, because the reality of it is temptation is everywhere. Yeah. But I think if we can be intentional about not placing ourselves in environments where it's like, there's so much temptation going on, right? It's like, if we have control right of certain environments if we have a say in certain environments like you said for you it was just making a decision that you needed to move out you know what i mean so if we have those kind of controls right i think it's just a matter of saying like okay how badly do i want to be delivered you know and so just making that sacrifice to say i'm i'm out of here right because the reality of it is again as i mentioned temptation is everywhere so not allowing yourself to open certain doors right and you mentioned some of those doors some of those doors can be the things that we watch Mm -hmm. right i think sometimes um even as believers we're not overly careful about the things that we you know expose ourselves to right and that's the thing right i remember and i mentioned this in part one um that one of the things that 
God had convicted me of was the things I was watching. Again, you know, it wasn't like I was watching shows that were explicit per se, right? But it was still not honoring to him. Mm -hmm. And because this is, again, a purity um, series, if we aim to live lives that are in pursuit of purity, there are things that we need to let go of. So the things that we're watching, right? Is this honoring to God? Is this going to elicit certain thoughts in my mind, right? And we have to be honest with ourselves, right? that okay no it's just a movie where they're they're kissing or whatever right but that can stick with you just you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it can stick with you and soon you know it you're you're here doing something all of a sudden a thought pops in Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and maybe sometimes you might brush it off but what if in another season, you know, you entertain those thoughts? Now you're meditating on those thoughts. Now those thoughts are becoming a root, you know? Yeah. It's so subtle sometimes, like how these, like, quote-unquote little doors that we leave a little bit open can become wide open and now just bring about, like, a whole bunch of things that we we don't really need to be dealing with in the first place, right? But I can extend that to even the songs that we listen to as well, yeah. right? Like, in Before Salvation, I was so into, like, R&B songs. Beyonce. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't actually really like her that much. Wow. <laughs> um, I wasn't really a big fan, but anyways. Um, but you know, all these like songs that, and we talked a little bit about this in the beginning, where it's just like they just romanticize like yeah. certain things, right? They make sex so ideal, yeah. you know. And it's like, yeah, you you have to be in a relationship or else you're worthless, you know. And everything is surrounded. And again, there's nothing wrong with you know being in a relationship, you know, for of course pursuit of marriage right yeah um and of course like doing it to honor god but in and of itself where it's kind of like you're just pursuing a relationship for selfish reasons you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. it's like you're just doing it because you want to fit into society whatever the case may be it's kind of like these are the messages that are brought through certain songs right even i go as far as romance novels i wasn't really a fan of novels that were like you know all like (laughs) quote-unquote romanticized to be honest i kind of found them dumb um (laughs) but still regardless it's like these you know these readings it's like oh now this quote-unquote prince charming comes and he rescues the princess and they fall in love and it seems so quote-unquote innocent but again it's still warping your view right now you're wondering why you have these high expectations of you know the opposite (laughs) sex you know what i mean and it's like you desire certain things and it's like that's not realistic and you know it's just it's just sad because it just brings all these unrealistic expectations that's what music did for me you know and that's why i mentioned in quite a few episodes that there was a season where i idolized even marriage right Mm -hmm. we're not gonna go down that road because you know (laughs) that'll be for another time but definitely you know you want to be careful of just the doors that you open right Mm -hmm. and just if you know that these are things that are impacting you be honest with you know not only like you know an accountability with other people but it starts with being honest with yourself yourself you know and then of course going ahead and being honest with god right and then going ahead and finding someone where you can be accountable. So I really like that you you touched on even like, you know, just the instilling of disciplines in your life, right? Yeah. To pursue purity in this area. So when would you say you realize that this is it? Like I've been delivered. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer in bondage to this. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't instant. Um, but it, there was relief. Mm-hmm. Like I was like. I think especially when you tell someone, oh, wow. Mm. It's like, 
like a like I was like a sigh like as if the weight was lifted mm. you know um and then now when you begin practicing these things to help you have gained dominion you know over the sin and again it's by the power of the holy spirit you know we're not doing it by ourselves and i think that constant relying on the holy spirit like you know when you have vulnerable moments where it's like holy spirit help me give me the strength and the power to do what is pleasing to you help me in this moment you know and then you continue to practice that you know you get stronger and stronger and stronger and now you know you're by the grace of god you're making better decisions you Mm. know how you're spending your time you know you're being just i think the the physical things i was doing helped with just realizing that i'm i've overcome you know this i've overcome come this thing you know um and the more i was doing those things the more it got easier you know Mm. and um honestly being being um useful to the people around you you know being concerned to help people who are around you you know or just help in your church your local church those are the little things that just kind of like help really (laughs) if anything um, but yeah, I'll definitely say those are just the weight lifted. Mm. I was like, wow, this is, I'm not struggling with this anymore. Amen. What would you say is, um, are some ways that you can maybe encourage someone, right? Who is dealing with or struggling in this area right now, whether it's, you know, they haven't come to Christ or they have come to Christ and they're especially, you know, and they're battling with this area, maybe, you know, they opened up a door, right? They allowed their mind to go further than it should have in a certain area. Maybe it's conversations that they're having with, you know, people at school or things that they're mm-hmm. hearing, right? And now it's almost like this is starting to become almost like a stronghold in their life. What are some of the things that you would say to encourage them right now? Well, first of all, I'll say if you're not saved, you should be saved. Get saved. Get yep. saved. Yep. Uh, step number one. That's if you it. get anything from this podcast, take that one. Um, Starts with Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Jesus is the answer. He's the only one who's going to get you out of it. Right. Period. That's right. That's it. Um, and if you are in Christ and you're struggling with this one, just like you just said, identify that mm. be honest with yourself if you want to lose weight you're going to identify i'm so 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 pounds right now and right. i need to get to so 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 pounds so step one identify the problem <laughs> right you know i have this issue i'm struggling with lust you know mm. i need to overcome this area in my life so that i can live in fullness in fruitfulness and freedom for christ god has a destiny he has a good plan for my life and the only way I'm going to be victorious, the only way I'm going to have authority or dominion in, 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 my, in this area of my life or in my Christianity is if I overcome this. Right. So identify that and understand those truths because I think when, I think this is another thing, when you decide the woman or the person you want to become mm. in Christ, it changes everything mm. because now you have a vision, you have a plan. We need to be on job, mm. right? I want to be a woman of valor. I want to be a woman of virtue. Now, Everything I'm doing on a daily has to be directed towards the, this woman that I want to become. Right. So I would even tell people, heck, if you want to write it down, do a voice note. I don't know what works for you, but identify the woman you want to become, mm. you know, and start making an action plan towards that fast. You need to fast. <laughs> I love the emphasis on that. <laughs> yeah. 
the Bible says it. It says it in Matthew. It says some of these do not go except for prayer and fasting. Right. Fast about it. Pray about it. In as much as we have the grace of God that is going to help us in this, you need to have you need to have an aggression towards this. Mm. And I think that's one thing that really motivated me. I was tired of going, oh, I'm struggling with this. Oh, da-da-da. I was like, right. no, I'm done struggling with. I'm sorry if I'm raising my voice, but that is <laughs> yes, yeah, like I'm done. I'm yeah. so done struggling with this. Like I'm not a weakling. Like I'm victorious. That's you know, right. Christ already won the victory. So why in the world am I whimpering about with this thing that I have? Dominion? dominion over because That's god right. has given me everything that i need to have victory over this issue so why am i sitting <laughs> on my hands <laughs> i'm getting so world up but basically yeah, yeah like you you need to have a plan of action you need to pray about it you need to fast about it you need to change your mind you need to change your mind about the these this you need to change your mind about the sin mm. you need to have um um an understanding of the word of god you need to understand that the devil is lying to you yes, he when is. he's telling you things like you're worthless you'll never overcome the sin da, mm. da, da, da. and how do you do that you renew your mind through the word of god yes. so let the word of god be your everything your daily bread your breakfast lunch and dinner you know maybe even have that strategy read your bible in the morning read some more of the bible in the afternoon read more of the bible in the evening mm. consume yourself with the word of god and let that you know rewire your thinking rewire your brain right. read some good books about um about um this area you right. know christian centered books you know have accountability sorry i that should have been part of being one of the first things even um confess confess how find a good sister who you know you're able to open up to i, I really really pray that women have more of these um strong relationships where they could be vulnerable and open in yeah, because we need it do. um so have that that sister who you can confide in you can confess like this is what i'm dealing with i need you to be accountable and if someone is agreeing to be accountable to you do your part mm. you know when they call you or they text you or they're asking you about this thing don't whimper about and hide but be honest you're going to have days where you're not successful maybe you know be open about it be honest be vulnerable um, but be willing to let people come into your life and help you. That is a, the whole part of even letting the Holy Spirit come in and helping you as well, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And understand the grace of God. Please, mm. please, and please. Yeah. Understand that it is not by you alone. It's not your strength. It's yeah. not your works. It's, it's like you cannot overcome whatever sin, frankly, that you're going through by yourself. You need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come. He will help you. He will guide you. He will be a shield for you, you know. Um, and yeah, you, you need the Holy Spirit to, to help you through it. And it takes such a weight and a burden off your shoulder. You know, one of my favorite songs is Trust and Obey. Mm. Because it's just like, I think it goes trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy, happy in Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. And it, it's so true. Just trust the word of God. Know the word of God, first of all. <laughs> trust the word of God yeah. and obey. You know, and, and everything else is, is fine. Like, honestly, Christianity is so beautiful. Like, <laughs> we don't, what do you think about it? We don't have to do that. Like, you obviously, there's a part you have to play. Right. But there's so much help that's been given to us. You know, it's within our reach. We just have to grab a hold of it. Right, right. Yeah. I love that. Wow. <laughs> the passion <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no it's amazing because you know what 
I I look at you and first and foremost, you never would have assumed, you know what I mean? And that's like with any anything in our right. lives, right? Like and that's the beauty of Christianity as well, right? And what Jesus does in our lives, it's like he literally makes us brand new. Yeah. You know? Even within him, we're still being renewed. We're still being sanctified daily, right? And so just the fact that it's like you know, I can see you and it's like you overcome, you know what I mean? Praise and it's God. clear because it's like you're so passionate. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's like just being I think when we've come to a place where it's like we're no longer in bondage, you know, to certain things anymore. It's like we have that boldness, that confidence where it was like and you almost like it's almost like a contrast. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas like at one point we're dealing with certain things and it's like you're shy you're scared to even like mention it you know the thought of it scares you if someone finds out if someone finds out and now you know when you overcome um a sin in your life right it's now like now you can testify this is the power of god this is the glory of god you know and i think that's what makes it so beautiful and again like you mentioned right it's really just the grace of god because with anything and everything there's nothing we we can do you know and if we think we can do it on our own we're lying to ourselves all the best (laughs) all the best so it's just a matter of like understanding that like god is into redeeming us period you know and i think redemption is ongoing you know we're never we never stop getting redeemed you know what i mean and so this is something that we have to always keep in mind the blood of jesus is still wet you Mm -hmm. know and so we have to understand that like he has made a way for us we don't have to live in bondage so i think it that's a big thing we don't have to live in bondage you know it makes me even think about like when jesus asked um that man who had been um lame for i believe it was 38 years do you want to be made well yeah you know what i mean and it's like that same question goes for anyone right and everyone the question is do you want to be made well and sorry just a thought came to mind i don't want to i don't want it to escape my mind yeah but it's like when um when you you're on this road to recovery the devil is going to try and lie to you and tell you you're not delivered Mm. you still have this problem right it's still an issue First of all, it's a process. I mean, no, you know, deliverance is pretty instantaneous in right. the sense of you're delivered, you're delivered, yeah. period, you know? And then there's obviously the aftermath now, you know, we're stopping things that we're doing and we're replacing it with, you know, hopefully the word of God, yes. prayer, community, church, whatever the case might be. But it's like you you, you have to really re- understand and remember that you're free. Yes. You are free. Yes, sometimes those, like we said earlier, you know, some, some things you just can't unsee. That's right. <laughs> I don't know where the accent came from. But there's just some things that you can't unsee. Yeah. Unfortunately, you've stumbled upon them. It's on your head. And I even remember listening to a sermon and, and the, the pastor preaching was like, you know, sometimes you're praying, you're doing your robobos and the, this thought, you know, Miss June or whatever. I don't know what the case might be. comes into your mind or right. whatever the case might be. And it's like, but you, it's a, I think... It's a muscle that you build, Mm. you know, this, just overcoming this sin. Mm. It's like, it gets, you get stronger and stronger and stronger because in the beginning, you know, this, these thoughts might come to your mind, but now you're dwelling on the thoughts. Mm. So it's the thoughts will still come, but what are you doing with them? Mm. And I think the more that you have the right equipment and the right weapons in your, in your 
to your arsenal or like you know around you the stronger and the better you get just like you go to the gym you keep working out that muscle and that muscle gets mm. stronger and stronger and the power of the enemy becomes weaker and weaker yes. because now these thoughts are coming to your head but it's just like uh, you're feeling it with the scripture that you've read or you know you're saying you're praying over yourself and that honestly pray when those things the bible has given us the tools what to do when we are tempted use mm. those things yes right yes yeah from deliverance to dominion yes, you know exactly we can be delivered but not walk in dominion yes. and again that's for any area yeah. right so in the pursuit of purity right again just understanding that you can be delivered mm -hmm. first and foremost right um and but purity's pursuit now has to have some form of intentionality. Mm -hmm. There might be a point where it's like, you might have bad days. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you got to keep going, mm -hmm. you know, and that's with anything. And I'll just say this real quick. I really love the verse. Um, I believe it's Job 31, where he says, I've made a covenant with my eyes, mm -hmm. right? That I may not look at a woman lustfully, right? And so I think even that goes down to that relates to what we mentioned before about just building disciplines in our lives right like building disciplines um being intentional as well and shutting those doors you know whatever they may be in our lives right just making sure we don't open them back up right mm -hmm. and even when the temptation comes finding whatever it is whatever action plan that we've put into place right and just submitting to that submitting to god right submit to god resist the devil and he will yes, flee yes. you know and so that's something that we have to keep in mind always but again there's hope there you is know? there is hope yeah wow well we can go on for another what three hours yeah <laughs> knowing you and me yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man but thank you so much mimi for coming on here this is a pleasure and you know just again just being open and vulnerable on this and i just pray that if you're listening to this you know you are blessed by this and encouraged as well again there is hope you know as long as there's jesus and there's always jesus so there's always hope right but until next time rbl community stay encouraged Bye.